Welcome to another exciting episode of Legends in the Dark. My name is Jay. And I'm Leslie. Tonight, step with us through the gateway into the unknown as we tell tales of portals from another dimension! So grab that cup of coffee, be careful of the green fog, while you listen to these Legends in the Dark. See, I gotta worry about my chair squeaking, mm. the neighbors' air conditioning yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which it's 117 today, so I really, uh, to our listeners, we're sorry. You probably will have a low hum because air conditioning's on. Because California. we might as well be walking on the sun. Oh my gosh! Like seriously, it is so hot. I mean, this is we're in about mid-July, West Coast. Okay. Not California, of the United States, had the first time, like, triple digits. It's like, it's crazy right now. It feels like death outside. It's so freaking hot. Like, so I apologize if you hear the humming, if you hear me squeaking in this chair, because leather is not a good choice in the summer. <laughs> but we'd also like to ask all of our listeners to just deal with it, because... <laughs> trying we're we're, we're, we're just living our so lives hard. as best yeah. we can I, can I can't it's it's in the mid-afternoon it's so hot already we went to go get coffee i thought i was going to drink my whole coffee <laughs> like so fast in the car after this i could go back to my to my place because we're in an upstairs unit which basically means that we have to spend most of the day with our ac turned off because it's like why bother having it on at all I know, right? It's it's kind of like right now we're in my studio slash office in the second floor, and we made sure it was cool enough, but I just can't turn off the air because it gets so hot. Like if we we record more than a couple hours and be yeah. like, nope, that's cool. If, if we if at my place if we if we have the AC set to like seventy seven, which mm-hmm. is what we normally have it set at, uh, that that thing will run all day long and never even come close to hitting the seventy seven mark. It'll be like. Well, the, how long the AC been running? Two hours? Oh, what are we at now? Uh, oh, 89. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those things where I do like listening to these recordings, like when it's dead winter. I'm like, oh, I remember when it was 100. And now it's like minus 20. I'm never happy with the weather. <laughs> <laughs> We're never satisfied. <laughs> anyway, so how have you been besides the weather? I'm doing all right. Eh, me too. Just basically all you could say it's in the summer. summer. It's like, I'm doing okay. I, I mean, California all the, all the, is now open. Yeah. Mass requirements, six feet are all gone. It's weird. I'm, I've been going out, went to my first restaurant. Like, it's it's so weird that, like, a year, how much has changed, and then kind of going back to try to feel, quote, normal. I don't know. I still wear my mask. Yeah, I still, I still wear it if I'm going. Certain places, I'll wear, I'll not wear it but there are certain places i still will mm-hmm. like if i go to um you know it's funny i don't know why but it's when i go to whole foods i wear my mask when i go to target i don't wear my mask it's just kind of like i don't know why so i feel like 
It get, could also how you feel like Target might feel a little more open because they that, have really big yeah, aisles. I think that's it because Whole, Whole Foods is more closed in. Yeah, and you feel like I could go down one aisle <laughs> and no one's down there. Like no one's really going to buy like craft supplies right now, so I'm just going to stand here and just have a breather. <laughs> Like, well, school's not in. I'm just going to stay in the school supply area and see what's... I do sometimes. I'm just going like, to like sit there and play on my phone for a few minutes while I decompress. Well, like, Chris and I got very good at trying to find those aisles because he had a bad tendency of we would go after work. We would go after work and he would be wearing his red polo and khaki um, shorts. So if he was more than two feet from me and, like, not in my eye line, like, go around the corner. People would ask him about Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. And we were just talking about, like, excuse me, sir. Uh, Do you know where, do you guys have any dog food? No, I don't know where dog food. You know, you're very rude. I'm going to talk to your manager. Fine. Go find Tom. Tell Tom I told I sent you. And then it's like, I said, you know what? I feel really bad. What's your name? Jake. It's like, well, I feel really bad if there was a Jake who worked there. <laughs> it's like, it's like, go find my, my supervisor. He'll tell you the same. You know, right? Well, I digress, though. Let's get into it. I, I've been looking forward to this all week. Our We're special doing... episode about how to avoid tax evasion. Exactly. Al Capone, I'm looking at you. Right. <laughs> no, um... I think I'm really excited. At first, I was afraid not go- I wasn't going to be able to find a lot of stories for about portals and gateways and stuff. But I'm actually really excited about the stories that I know you found that I've never heard of, which is weird because usually I always am like interrupting you, being like, "Well, this is what I heard. Oh, this is a show I watched on this." And I'm really excited about the ones I found. So I got two tonight. How many do you got? I got two. Okay, a nice round number. Do you want to go first? I don't even remember who went first last time. I'll let you go first. You let me go first? Okay. So I got one long one, which I'll do first. And then the the second one is really short. It's only like a paragraph. But I chose them because they have, and we already kind of teased this at the beginning, they both have uh, something in common. This weird green, green blue or green fog electricity were seen in both of my stories and then when we were talking about different portal stories and i had suggested another one to you you said oh you already did that where the guy saw on you know highway uh, 666 uh, it was one of our very early episodes the haunted highway episode and you said you did that one because the guy pulled over and he saw like a tornado with the green lights and i'm like Oh my gosh, I completely forgot that. Yeah, so that's it, a like, third it, story with a weird green electric storm or fog scene and like time mist. So like that I that's really kind of weird thing that I have seen in these stories that are that are consistent. Even your stories you said there was some fog. There's fog, yeah. Leslie's all about fog. You know what? I love a good fog story. I know I did the the ghost ship. It's, it's, and... the, it's the British in her. <laughs> I guess so. Like I just love fog. I don't love driving in it. I don't like walking in it. But I love just like sitting there and staring at it from my window, mm. with like some like one playing a violin behind me. I, don't, I hate yeah, well, yeah. I hate driving in it. I love walking in it though. As long as I know where I'm going. Well, I love walking in it if I know it's safe. Like, I'm not going to walk around in a neighborhood where I got cross streets and stuff because I don't mm-hmm. trust. But if I was walking, let's say, if I was living in the country state in the English English countryside and I know there's not going to be anyone coming, you know, racing down in their carriage to me. Because, you know, now I'm in the 1800s. <laughs> okay. This is, 
this is slightly off. Well, this is way off topic, but I wanted to let you know that there's a show that you would very much enjoy, I think. It's on Peacock. It's, it's one of the free ones. It's called Escape to the Chateau. Really? Look it up. Okay, and this is not an advertisement. We literally, this is all we do half the time when we get together is trade shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, just as a side note, like, basically it's this this British family. They buy a a French chateau in, in, in I forget what part of, of France it, it's in, that used to be a fort. Or something. It's big old huge chateau, and they they get it for like you know like one hundred fifty thousand pounds, or something like that. And they basically the, the series is just kind of like about them like renovating this this chateau and how monumentally large of a task it is. But anyways, that's all. I so it's like to a say. reality show, or yeah, is it yeah, like yeah. a drama. Oh, okay, I'll check it out. I like those because I like seeing. I watched on, when we had HBO for a while. They had, because, you know, now HBO does other channels, they had um, the BBC show, I forgot what it was called. No, duh, it's called Ghosts. And it's about a... Ghost? Yeah, basically it's about a couple who inherit this big English manor, and she has an accident and basically starts seeing the all the ghosts in the castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I it's hilarious. The... Okay. I loved it. Like, they have the ghosts from, like, an 80s one. They have, like, a politician. They have, like... Oh gosh, they have one from like the eighteen hundreds. Like it's all different ghosts and all different personalities. Like it's it's really funny to watch because they even have an episode where because this thing is like a money pit and they're always trying to earn money, so they're trying to oh we'll do ghost haunts and it's like the time where all the ghosts like well no we're not going to haunt this house now. <laughs> like, and she introduces the ghosts to friends watching the the episodes. Like it's it's really funny and um, I think it was like two seasons and I think I watched everything and I'm like. Is this still on? I just I really enjoyed that show. I don't know why. No, oh, that was a funny little side note that we had for our shows and interests. And such. Yeah. So FYI, Ghost and what was it called? Escape to the Chateau. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. So my first story is going to be another period piece. It's going to be about the forties. Now I want to mention. So I got my sources: Wikipedia, Military.com. But it's been pretty much proven this is a hoax. But still, as in all traditions with urban legends, it's a really, it's still a really cool story. My story is the Philadelphia Experiment. And there's a lot of little back history and back things of like, okay, this is how the guy, how it really started was like two guys. One guy came to a writer and said, I got this story. Here's all this evidence. Here's like some of these military evidence. And I read a couple sites, and it, I feel like it's a little convoluted in the sense of like how the origin story kind of started. But it came down to the the fact that these paperwork that was like provided was in the eighties, found that they were forgeries, so it's all like a hoax. And I think it's kind of one of those things where, yeah, I think we everyone kind of says it's a hoax, but there was probably some truth in it. And even the military is kind of like, we think this is what was happening. So I, I feel like it, I don't really need to go into that. So this is probably just going to be more about what the legend is and a little bit of where it came from. But anyway, it's so funny because he, another reason why it's reported as a hoax is the ship that it uh, that it happened on, this legend happened on, it wasn't even proven that like it wasn't even in the Philadelphia at the time. So, But there was another ship that had a similar name, and I think that's the one that they meant. So... Here's a short story. So the urban legend goes that during World War II, the military 
was conducting stealth experiments. On October 28th, 1943, which I love because it's near Halloween. Like, mm. oh, heck with this urban legend being June 22nd. Let's make it really close to Halloween as we can. Let's make it extra spooky. Yeah. The story takes place in Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. And it was said to be an experiment in cloak and stealth. So this ship, the USS Elridge, was the one that was going to test this technology and... On October 28th is when the experiment actually went away. Not went away, went underway. So the claims are that the ship disappeared after being surrounded on the whole of the ship by green-blue glow. And I can't remember, I think it was just like this weird fog or weird mist. There was no electricity, like no, no like sparks or anything, but it still kind of glowed within. The ship is then said to disappear. And it disappeared from the Philadelphia shipyard and was at the same time reported to show up in the North Fork shipyard in Virginia. And then it was in Virginia for just a few seconds or maybe even minutes. And it disappeared from there. Like it went, disappeared again through this fog and went back to Philadelphia. Because of it doing that, the reports range or supposedly reports range that it took almost like a step back in time in 10 minutes like it was weird i'm trying to figure out how like because it was saying like oh they even went back in time but it was like well how did it go back in time but it sounds like maybe when it went into the virginia it was before the experiment started and then it came back when the experiment so like in so when it disappeared from philadelphia it looked like it was only gone for a minute but then like it it looked like it was gone for like 10 minutes or they reported like it was 10 minutes. It was something with 10 minutes where it, they said it went back in time for 10 minutes. And it wasn't really clear on how it did that. I'm assuming it's kind of one of those things where like, okay, you're all going to get mad at me. I don't care. It's like the Doctor Who episode, Girl in the Fireplace, mm. where she has to take the long road and he disappears and comes back two minutes later and he takes the short road. So that's what I'm thinking. It's like the ship disappears in philadelphia it was only like 30 seconds but when it appeared in virginia it was like 10 minutes it was there for like 10 minutes that's what i'm taking this urban legend perfect yeah right it's like it's just like doctor who so afterwards when it reappeared smoke clears fog clears it was found that a lot of the crew members were nauseous were experiencing weird symptoms of being sick and ill and the biggest report was that crew members had shown up in different areas so like there was one crew member who was supposedly said that they were on like the third floor and they were like like under the floor underneath another crew member you know is reported to have something a body part like a hand or a foot stuck into the hole of the ship and again nothing is substantiated so it's like this is all hearsay and although even if it was true they would never let that get out. Oh, yeah. Ever. Oh, yeah. As I'd be like, you know what, if, if the military's not completely upfront about all, anything that's going on, they still say, that's classified. It's like, oh, you guys did something. Well, so here's the theories. So the military.com, they kind of say, like, what could have happened is, at the time, the ship, the USS Enstrom, was in dry dock in Philadelphia. So people might have saw that one and got it mixed up with the USS Eldridge. 
both ships may have had classified devices that the military was testing during the World War II, which had to do with magnetic, I guess, like magnetic, like distortion is something to help distort like radio signals for the subs. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't get signals out. And they think that if they were testing this system, that it could have caused a St. Elmo's fire, which is like, a, I guess, a weird electric glow in the sky. And it's a phenomenon that like a lot of people have talked about coming and happening. So, I, I mean, I could see how the military is kind of like, I honestly, it's, I feel like it's one of those things where if something like if if something did happen and they did send the ship back in time somewhere and then it came back and it's, people were like either gone or dismembered and stuff, it could have been like okay, that's way too much. <laughs> we're just going to talk about that. It was probably we're, this. We're going to shelve that idea for just a little bit. Yeah, I remember watching Can... the movie The Philadelphia Experiment, and it was interesting. If I remember it correctly, I think everyone goes back in time in the forties because it's supposed to be like set in the the 70s or something they go back to the 40s of course they know the history so they're trying to tell them like hey this big battles come in and stuff and in the end like one of the the captains or something stays behind or gets left behind and so like when they come back there's like a limo and like the captain's there with like the wife and who was another nurse or something i forget what happened but it was just like really funny because it was like all foreshadowed this limousine coming up in the beginning and stuff like they already knew what was happening and um, it is a, like it's a fun kind of story to think about. Like, hey, what happens if something did get sent back in time? Because time travel is always like one of those. I think it's a classic story that everyone kind of wants to happen because everyone wants to go back and would probably love to see something happen. Like, oh, I want to go to back to the eighteen hundreds and really see what a chateau living in a chateau of fog. Oh, there's no entertainment and no indoor plumbing. I want to go back. Where's my hundred seventeen degree heat? Right. I w- I would be like. I just be I, I was I was just thinking, like, what kind of bibs and bobs were they using with this tech, this quote unquote technology that could transport them through time? And I'm like, wait a minute, are we talking about the same time period where like you know television was still black and white and they used gigantic glass tubes to use? And it's like, like what kind of advanced technology were we working with at that time? Well, and it's kind of one of those. Things. Who did we steal this from? Well, you, and when people say, "Well, there's no way the military could do that," you got to remember too, 1940s. There was a lot of things that came out of the 40s and World War II that, I mean, rocketry, like they were doing ballistic missiles, you know, in Germany, and like that, you know, von Braun basically was like one of the Operation Paperclip came to, and that's why we have a space program. It's like it's it's. It's all a buildup. I'm not saying if I believe this or not. Like, I don't think we went back in time. I really do think that the military probably was just testing some other classified. And... I think it would be cool as heck if they if they did. Yeah. Not 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 no joke, but I'm just saying. Like, you know, I'm looking at tele. I'm basing this all on television technology at the time. I'm like, well, <laughs> how advanced were we working with? But you make good points. There was a lot of other like big jumps and other things that you know were like, okay, well, yeah, this was pretty low key but all this other stuff they were they were really busting their butts on so it's kind of yeah like, well okay. it's like it's weird when i went back to washington dc when i was a teenager i remember we took the and this is pre-2011 or 12 2001 um i'm dating myself here 
pre-2001, so I don't know if you are able to still take these tours, but we went through for a tour at the Pentagon, and you got to walk around like whole the whole five sides, and then you got to watch this video about the Pentagon, and they said it was like built in like 20 months or something, like it was fast, this whole building, basically, they got the land, and they're like, Let, let's build this huge, you know, structure, and that structure is still here today, and they did it in like less than 12 24 months like it was it was a really short fast time for war we're off the subject but so basically my portal story is about this technical green light ship going through a portal to another shipyard coming back time missing we got weird experiments and dismemberment dismemberment so so basically i didn't really write it too down but the story got out when a man told the story to another author who was researching ufos it, it was a little confusing to me, but the man's name was Alan Dell, and he's claiming to have seen a phenomenon, and I guess he had stories and witness testimony, so he had, like, these books, and he had all these written reports, and but they were, like, it was just something weird about it. Like, when I was reading Military.com, I didn't really understand it, but in the 80s, they basically looked at this paperwork, and they were like, these are all forgeries. It's from the same hand, because he was saying that these are all different people. Um, I'm not quite sure. The author was Morris K. Jessup. I, I will be honest, it was kind of convoluted for me. Like, it was like one of these things where one guy goes to another guy, says, I have all this information. So that guy is the one who basically kind of gets the word out. And everyone kind of looks at that author like, mm, you're just making this up. He's like, no, no, there's a guy. And then that guy's not there anymore. Or like, he has an alias. Like, it's really kind of more of a spy story to me. Like, it seems like something like John Lockhart would like hmm. write. And what's really funny, though, is I almost tend to believe that story, even though they say that, you know, everything, it's he's known to be a forger and all this stuff, like, but I almost believe it because it reminds me of the story of John Keel. John Keel was the one in uh, regarding the Mothman. Mm. He was writing the book, he wrote the book, and I remember reading the book, and I know that Astonishing Legends um, talked about this, but he had an experience where he was having these weird experiences where where there was this one time because he was an author and this publisher like for this magazine says hey uh we want a couple articles would you like to do a couple articles for the magazine and he's like yeah i have a couple i would send them right over so he literally gets these articles from his office or maybe even like i forget if like for some reason they were in this trunk or something but he gets these articles that he's written he you know goes through them make sure they're all good puts them in an envelope goes to the post office and I mean these aren't sitting in in a file cabinet for like two three days like he basically puts them in the envelope goes to the post office drops in the post office and then like three days later he gets a call because it's all before emails and stuff like that he gets a call from the publisher and and the editor and said it's like hey we can't use this what is this this is just gobbledygook and it was like this weird like the articles were non-central they were like not not in the stuff no wait non quote What's that word? Nonsensical? Yeah, not non-central, sorry. <laughs> it's a whole different kind of article. But no, it, it basically were was not the articles he written. And some, so somehow from the post office to, from his hands to the editor's hands, the articles changed. Completely different stories, different hand. And the editor is like, I don't know why you sent this, but, you know, we can't do this. And he, and, you know, him explaining like, no, 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 it was something else. I've been having these problems with these men in black. Like... Him talking about, like, I don't think he said that to the editor, but, like, his whole thing was he was having these men in black visit him, and he was having these weird experiences. 
But when he says it out loud, it will sound like someone's like, yeah, sure. So you, it, you think it's more likely that you put something in the U.S. mail and someone messed with it versus you just forget and that you didn't, you didn't look at your articles and sent them the wrong articles. Like, and so when you hear the story about the Philadelphia experiment, that's how I feel like, I feel like it got a really simple story of a man saying, hey, I was there, please tell the story, here's my evidence, to the author, the author's all like, yeah, I'll tell it, and then like, it kind of gets around and everyone's like, no, it's fake, it's forgery, blah, blah, blah. And then it gets convoluted where it's like, the more that the truth, the more that the truth that you think it is, the more convoluted it is, so now the more people are like, I don't want to listen to it. Like, it's it's a hoax. Maybe that was the point all That's along. what I'm saying. Like, it was one of those things where I was even reading it. I'm like, they're making it sound like it's a hoax, but it's actually, you know, I can kind of see what people are talking about when you read other stories about people having the same experiences where they have a normal... It's kind of like the Hitchcock thrillers, the everyday man thrillers. Like, Joe, Cary Grant raises his hand when someone is asking for, you know, oh, is Bob heart here and he raises his hand to for some other reason and these two spies think he's this now bob hart and now he's on this way for this weird thriller for the next you know week where it's like yeah but if you tell that story no one's gonna believe you so i don't know i just i think you're right if anything i think military was like something did happen (laughs) if something did happen i don't really believe that it happened but i do believe that there was probably some kind of other experiment the military didn't want to get out stroke of diabolical genius they just divulged the entire story knowing nobody was going to believe it in the first place that's it that's it (laughs) okay so that's the philadelphia experiment and my other one's really short but i'll let you go first so we went back in time Mm -hmm. (laughs) see what i did there yeah you didn't notice that green fog coming in here right went through a portal and everything (laughs) I have no idea what that was. I think that was from Portal. Oh, game. is that a game? Yeah. Oh, you know, Chris used to play that game, and I used to buy stuff off ThinkGeek for him for Portals. There you go. So, my story is another one that is, it, it, it's controversial, and whereas, like, you know, people are kind of up in the air about whether it's real. So, basically, like anything else we do on this show, right? Mm-hmm. This is the Floating City in China. In October of 2015... October again. Yes. Thousands of people allegedly witnessed a floating city over the city of Foshan in the Guangdong province of China. Footage of the phenomenon appears to show huge, towering, block-like formations over the city, uh, bringing many people to a standstill in the middle of the street. The whole episode lasted only a few minutes before disappearing. And this actually happened, like, a few times that people have seen this this city. It always comes in, like we were saying at the beginning, it comes in, like, in a fog. You know, like, on foggy days, near rivers, things like that. Which is what people kind of think it is, like, a possible, what they call a um, Fata Morgana. Which is kind of like an extreme version of, like, a, like a mirage. Okay. Now, the reason people are kind of questioning that theory on this, and I I know I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but 
I just kind of want to go over that that's why a lot of people are kind of up in the air about whether it's a mirage because Fata Morgana technically usually just makes things look like they're hovering just, just over water, right? This event happened, was witnessed hundreds of feet in the air above the city in like the clouds, basically. Another, another thing about Fata Morgana is that they take this a lot, most of the time they are mirror images of like a city or, or something that's nearby. It's like, it's a reflection, basically. In this phenomenon, the cities in the clouds looked absolutely nothing like the cities that they were hovering over. They had detailed structures that were towers, windows, they even had signs. Some believe, again, that this phenomenon is Fata Morgana or the Mirage theory. Others believe that this was an opening of a gateway to other to another dimension, which was just too high up in the air to be accessible. There are others who believe that, you know, some government agencies have something, or, you know, like science agencies have something to do with this, like a, an experiment or an accident or something like that. So they believe that CERN or HARP or uh, even NASA's Project Bluebeam, which, if for anybody who doesn't know what that is, that's, I don't know if it's actually a real thing or people, if it's like a, a, a theory or a rumor, some something about projecting image, holograms into the sky about for the rapture or something like that. It's, it's, it's supposed quite. to be, it's supposed to like, quote unquote, unquote to basically trick people into like submission or something like that. I don't. I don't think I don't, that's a thing. I've, I've never really heard about it. Uh, you had me watch that YouTube video about this, and mm. it mentioned it like very briefly. I was like, yeah. oh, I've never heard of that. So I mean, believe about take that from take from that what you will. It's but a lot of like I said, a lot of people are thinking that it that's it's some sort of a science experiment. Maybe we'll just leave it at that. Some people think it's a science experiment of some sort. Portals to another dimension. I like the idea of a portal to like an alternative re- reality. Reality. That was that's what I like to think too, and it's like because they the structures that they describe look so sound so similar to like you know what an actual modern day city looks like. It's just weird. It's over. It's just over that area though. I've never heard of it like happening in the U.S. That's right. That's another thing. It's like you don't see it any other place in the world other than in that province in China. And you know what's also weird? So you had me watch the video, and, and they had a couple of videos. And at first I was like, well... And they had the theories, too, about what you said. And I'm like, well, no, I could. those are totally valid. And sometimes, like, there was a couple, I will admit, over the ocean where it was like, those just look like clouds to me. But then there was a couple where, like, they had this one structure where it almost looks like a coliseum. And I was like, wow, that is very clear. And you could tell it's not clouds. Yeah, like it's it, it's, a it's, weird it's too it's too detailed. Yeah, the the lines are too linear. Yeah, like I don't know if that's the right right way to phrase it, but no, no, I know what you clouds mean. don't it's typically like, yeah. make straight lines. Well, and the clouds saying. don't stay. I mean, I I know like I I'm used to cloud watch, and yeah, there's clouds that you could sit there and watch for a couple minutes, and they never change. But sooner or later, with wind and stuff like, it's going to move a little bit. These ones weren't moving. Like it was, and there was like one where the video you were showing me was. Pe- Someone said people were actually able to see, maybe it wasn't clear in their videos, but people were actually be able to see people in these structures or see movement in the structures, which is like, they, 
I don't care how many clouds you see there. It's I don't think clouds really do the whole layer thing. Like, okay, well, <laughs> this first layer is the the cloud is the structure. Now the second layer we're, we're going to have more clouds looking like people walking through. It's like uh, clouds don't work like that. No, not at all. And if people are able to see things like signs and things like that in these cities, then I would like to think that there's something else going on other than besides the fact that it's just like some kind of a mirage or a, as going back to it, either gateway to another dimension or alternate reality, like you said. Yeah. Or a possible science experiment gone horribly wrong. You know, I think we talked about it before. I don't remember if we talked about it on this podcast but have we done simulation theory like i think we did the like the matrix glitch in the matrix right i don't think we did actually. i don't know like you know that could be something with like a simulation theory. if they're doing stuff with portals and stuff in science and stuff they should be careful we've all seen mist so, <laughs> you know, we know nothing good comes from like messing around with like opening portals to other dimensions without knowing what you're doing with it it's like next thing you know there's mist all over the place, and we're all getting eaten by giant freakish monsters and stuff, so, you know. Okay, spoilers alert. That was the saddest ending, and I think there was a... There was so funny with, with Stephen King. I guess, like, he does do these, like, weird... Not weird endings, but, like, I've I read some of his books, but there, I forgot what story. I think it was 1408. There was a story where he was going to end it a certain way, and I guess his son, you know, Joe Hill, um, he's, in, he's a writer as well, he said, you know, you should end it this way. And I guess, like, Stephen King took his son's advice. And it was actually, like, a really kind of positive ending. And it's so funny because so now I watch or read a book and I'm like, oh, it's kind of like, positive. Like, his well, son must have helped him with this. Like, well, son, you've ruined me. <laughs> I love those memes, though, because he looks just like Stephen King did, like, in the 80s. And he's like, uh, change his name so he doesn't, like, you know, he doesn't go off his, like, people will just think of his father. But it looks just like his father. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, that's that's interesting to think that there might be what what are they seeing? Because because I mean the cities they almost look like medieval. Yeah. In structure, but at the same time, they look too like some of them look very futuristic. Like Yeah, I was and, just going to say like it's like almost like a like if you took like a medieval design and then you put in like a futuristic touch to it well, or something. And and they there was one that they were talking about and it said oh all it is is it's like the fog and smog is clearing so you're seeing these top of these skyscrapers that you're not able to see so you know when you're like 10 miles away and you're looking down on the city or something that's what you're seeing it looks like it's in the clouds and i i get what they're saying but i don't think like i don't what? think the fog would be would be so like they're making it sound like oh people ne- people have never laid their eyes on these skyscrapers before. Is yeah, it, is it that's that like, bad? like, like it's, oh. it's like us saying the Empire State Building. You wouldn't be able to figure out that like oh yeah that's the Empire State Building mid clouds or you know yeah. what I mean like it's something like yeah that's just the Empire State Building. Like, you, like I've seen I've seen pictures of the Empire State Building, so I know what it looks like. Yeah, and so like if I see even just a tiny bit of it, I'll be like okay yeah. Yeah, that's just oh it's just it coming up through the clouds. I get that. I get what they're saying. But there was the one picture on, and we, we watched YouTube, and it was just, I forgot who the guy was. Was it called Bad Science or Good Science? I don't know, but he did just like a little two-minute video on it and, you know, showing the examples. And there was one that looked like they were a mirrored image of these buildings. And I'm like, I don't know many cities who do mirror images. I mean, you know, besides the the trade, the World Trade Center, 
those were the only ones like out all I could think of like buildings that look exactly alike being together and they were together yeah but like how this city looked it looked like they were far apart like they were two skinny skyscrapers and then like two big like box buildings and they were like set up almost like mirror to each other and I thought that's just a reflection but then you know I'm looking where like they were showing over the ocean and they were saying oh it's this city that they saw it I'm like Oh yeah, there's no boxy like huge boxy, you know, because they don't they don't build out, they build up. So this one was it it wasn't that city there. It's like, yeah, that's... yeah. What what reflection is this from the ground? Yeah, and it is kind of weird if it was like maybe a rip in time, and you just kind of saw this other reality. Be awesome. Oh my gosh, be scary though. Be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> okay, so, so that was the floating city of China. Nice. Okay, so my next one is very quick. I also, I don't like the name of this one, but um, they call it the Shaman's Portal. I feel like that's a little, I don't like it. So they also call it the, um, they call it the Oklahoma Bermuda Triangle. So I'm going to call it probably that. So, but it's, it's if you want to research it, they do call it Shaman's. We're going to call it OBT. OBT, oh my gosh, yeah, right. This urban legend takes place in Oklahoma in the U.S., and it takes place in Beaver Dunes Park. The legend's known as, again, Shaman's Portal, but I'm going to call it by the Oklahoma Bermuda Triangle, so, or OBT. <laughs> OBT. <laughs> and, again, this is located in Beaver, Oklahoma. I guess it's also known as, Beaver, Oklahoma, is also known as No Man's Land, and it's over 300 acres, and, like, a lot of it has these dunes, and it's like a state park, it sounds like. And I guess they have uh, they have a lot of different, like I said, it's called the Bermuda Triangle because they have a lot of different stories about this park. A lot of disappearances. Well, what's funny is like they said, yeah, there's many disappearances. Then I couldn't really find any like disappearances with the, in these stories. Like the stories I found was, um, there was like an archaeologist from one of the universities. I didn't write it down, but it, he found something and then like they didn't want him digging there. People have seen government people digging in, in the dunes. And supposedly, like, digging stuff up that looked weird. And there's, like, sto- all stories like that. But my stories actually comes from the 1500s. Legend goes that Spanish explorer Francisco Vasquez de Coronado was exploring the area when Native Americans warned him not to go into the dunes. Not heeding the warnings, the explorer continued. And it is reported that in front of his eyes, that he saw this, three members of his expedition banished. Like that. And it was in a strange flash of green lightning before his eyes. So basically his three people went in and he's, I don't know, watching them behind them. And this weird green lightning, they said, they didn't say it was... um, like fog but it was like a light and then his the three people were gone and I guess I couldn't find them and he later wrote in his diary that it was like the work of the devil quote the work of the devil and I guess that he'd stopped exploring it and he took the wardens more seriously but along with the other disappearances people have like men in black stories with this area like there's a lot of I guess going on with this area but it coming from this explorer, famous explorer, writing in his diary, like, dude, guess what happened? <laughs> it's like, dear diary, 
I just sent three men to their deaths today for no reason. <laughs> well, it's kind should have of... really should have listened to the really should have listened to the locals on that one. <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I wrote it in my diary. <laughs> Don't go into the dunes. It's cursed land. They said. I laughed so hard that <laughs> night. And then I sent three people. <laughs> because notice how, like, I don't know about those warnings. You three go first. Why am I just now, now I'm like imagining Will Ferrell as, you know, uh... Coronado. Coronado. Because, <laughs> like, you know what? He was, he's in so many drunk histories. Like, <laughs> I imagine, I want someone to tell the story drunk off their <laughs> And then just Will Ferrell be in there. He just sees him disappearing. He's like, like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so basically, again, some weird portal happened where they saw this green light. Three people disappeared. But, again, green lightning. We had the one, you know, Philadelphia experiment, green. You have the fog for you. Mm. You have, like I said, we did the highway one where they also saw green fog and lightning. Like, it's really weird how when I hear about time slip stories, portal stories, or any kind of this, like, transportation stories... A lot of times they report like green, blue, fog, or lightning. What's up with the green and blue? I know, right? Like, what spectrum is that? Like, it, because I know, like, on the light spectrum, like, why is it that only that? It's not red or it's not orange. It's like, it's <laughs> like, see this green, blue. green fog heading towards me. I want to put my fist up in the air and be like, in blackest day, in brightest night. What's that? The, the Green Lantern Oath. Oh. Like, no evil shall escape my sight. Wow. Okay. Should I give back my Marvel card? Yeah, you should, actually. Because it's a DC. Yeah. <laughs> and then... You, I knew you, that. You can, I was just can, setting you up. Then, then you can hand your DC card over, too, because you don't deserve either of them. I knew that. I was setting you up. I did. I promise. But, okay, so that's my second one. It was really short. It was only like a paragraph. But, like, I thought it was just really interesting, again, with that. But where are you taking us now? So I'm taking us to Utah for a little tale that I wrote the title of, which is The Unexplainable Crash. Ooh. In 1972... Four Southern Utah University students were returning from a rodeo in Nevada. Fun times. <laughs> and as you said, the 70s? 1972. 72. Okay, 72. So these students went through Gadianton Canyon, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, to cut through to Utah in record time. Soon it became clear something was amiss. The desert badlands they had been driving to gave way to a road with grass and pine trees the once black asphalt became a white concrete and behind them no desert could be found in sight you just said the badlands too you realize that's near where highway or route 666 is that's true huh oh that's weird do 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 the four began to get scared knowing that they had never seen these sites on the way to the event they had gone to Eventually, they pulled over to a small picnic table that they saw to figure out their location and stretch their legs. Suddenly, one of them let out a scream. On the road next to them were four black egg-shaped vehicles that emitted a light from an unknown source. The vehicles approached them. Well, as the vehicles approached them, students got in the car and drove off. 
The egg-like vehicles followed them aggressively, and as they returned to the road, their surroundings finally began to appear, go back to their normal appearances again. Worried about the crafts behind them, the students ran off the road and crashed the car. Oh, no. The pursuers were suddenly nowhere to be found. The police were, event, were, were then called by a passing motorist who spotted the wreck. The police saw the marks in the sand where the, where the car had careened off the road, the tracks from the car abruptly started and stopped as if someone had just dropped the car from the sky. That's weird. No other further explanation has ever been determined. That's weird. I see I've never heard that story and that just like gives me chills. Like I love a good I'll be honest, and if anyone has them, please, 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 I beg you, please send them in. If you don't want us to read them on on the podcast, that's fine. I just love reading a good travel story. Like I have so many friends who've told good, me. That's not a good travel story. That's a good supernatural story or something like that. No, no, but it's a good travel supernatural story. Like, how many of you ever had... I I mean, it hasn't, knock on wood, hasn't happened to me, but, like, I've had friends who've told me stories. I think my mom and brother had had a story where they're driving and you just completely go into a weird, almost twilight zone-y, like, why? Like, because we're in California, we're in a drought. A lot of places are just gray, dirt yellow it's like it's it's desert like but all of a sudden you you blink and you're in this like green forest or green greenery like something like from back east yeah it's weird and i think like my parent my mom and my brother said that i i think they found some like weird city and they just didn't know how they got there and i had a friend back when i was in my 20s in college who told me he was a um, a delivery driver for a this pizza place and in his small town and he had to go out one night and he or maybe it was in the afternoon but he had like this weird experience where he drove down the street and he and they lived in like a rural country and so he was going out to this house like a country house and you know same thing this route that he's drove in a hundred times and he basically went because it was hilly he went over this hill and he saw this house and he's like oh they must have built a new house on you know this land out here because you know it's all farm and agricultural so when someone sells the land usually first thing that goes up is house so he's just all like okay that's a new house and he goes drops off the pizza turns around it's the exact same road and he's like you know this is before cell phones and stuff and he's kind of like you know i want to check out that house maybe i'll come back and like take a picture of it because it was like a old like he said it's like an old like queen anne farmhouse like it was white it was like it almost looked like plantation like but it was just a huge house and he was like man they got that up really fast because he didn't remember it seen there and he was driving down this the street and he get he got all the way back in town and he's like did i didn't see that house so he finishes the shift after he gets off work it's still light he's like i'm gonna go down that and try to take a picture of it so he goes down and he kept driving, like, he actually went all the way back to the house where he delivered the pizza, and he kept, he, there was only, like, so many roads you could go in, in farmland, and he's like, where was that house? Because he could see it from the, the, the street, and he's like, and he told me, he's like, I don't know what happened, but, like, that house was not there anymore. And it's like, I love those stories. I don't know why, because, maybe because, like, it's just something so, it's the same thing with, like, when you see a ghost and you don't know it's a ghost, 
and people get kind of freaked out about it, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, that's just a new house. And then it's not there. You're like, what? Or like those videos that we were watching where people, you would drive by a house and then you just see like a head in the window. Oh yeah, the nukes top five when people say, oh, this is a, yeah, it's like, oh, this is an abandoned house and there's like someone there. That one's more scary for me because is that a, is that a um, squatter or is it a ghost? And because it's almost more scary when it's real because then it's like, it's real. But yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I love a good, good travel story. If you've gone through something and you know, that one is just good because they not only did their landscape change, but something basically like, you know, Mad Max chased them out there. It sounds like, and just having that, that moment of like, because you sure 1970s, I bet the cops were all like, okay, you guys were drinking because you know, it's the, it's the 70s. 70s. You're you guys, college students. Yeah, you're coming back from a rodeo. Probably have like three or four beers in the car. Like, But having like, you couldn't see where the tire tracks picked up, that's that's interesting. I've never it's heard like that story. That's like, really good. It's like the DeLorean. I know, right? Oh my gosh, that's such a good story. Wow. And you know, it kind of reminds me, you know, it's a shame that they didn't record like how long like time because sometimes I hear the stories and the time slips of like people saying like when when Monsters Among Us podcasts they do the smeared men and when people see them and then they blink and all of it's a sudden like, like six yeah it's like six hours have passed like but it feels like only like seconds with them like that's also stories when you're traveling and basically not when it's like, oh, I made good time. I got here in two and a half hours and stuff. Three, you know, this is like, whoa, did this they, should have taken me two hours, not, you know, yeah. one. Did they say like the mirrored men, like, is the reason why that happens? Are they like, wasn't it like they're, they're feeding off of your time or something like that? I don't know. I don't think people really know. I haven't listened to Monsters Among Us in a while, but like, it's a really good podcast. And I guess he has a whole episode dedicated to him. So I might have to listen to it. But basically, for those of you who don't know, what we're talking about is, the podcast Monsters Among Us, I forgot his name, but he, um, the host, you know, it's basically a call-in, write-in show about cryptids, ghosts, paranormal experiences that people have had. And people started, he had a friend who had an experience where he saw three identical men dressed in suits. And when he noticed them, like as soon as they noticed him, like time sped up, like he doesn't remember anything, like he kind of blacked out and then kind of blinked and all of a sudden, like, it was nighttime and the men were gone. And they, he describes them of having, like, they looked identical, almost like bullfrog bull faces and mouths. And, and they walk weird, right? Yeah, they walk. They're called mirror men because they walk exactly alike. Like, they're they're almost like robots. And so he, he sh- shared that story of his friend on his podcast. And then people, like, said, yeah, I had, I had the same experience. I've seen that phenomena and he's had so many people and he coined the term mirrored men and he had so many experienced people coming out telling that story that it's just interesting that um so it's happened so many times that he's like never heard of it never read about it his friend had experienced it said i don't know what it was and then shared it and so many people said yeah i've seen the same thing or my parents used to tell me about it like it's it's interesting how there's all these instances that people do have this like weird time loss and not just with ufos and stuff but it's like a weird time loss that 
you're driving time lost you see something you're time lost like it's it's really interesting and i love those stories like i think there might be even a reddit thread that i have to find and just read about it but i digress i guess that's the end of your stories that is so now my stories well i guess uh, we better just do our shout out let's do it okay so we actually got some new listeners and they're not mirrored men they're not mirrored men no that would be weird okay we're going to shout out we to... We the podcast, Leslie Tumar. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, like, no one ever heard, hears them speak, though. That's what's weird. So they... Maybe they don't even talk. Wonder why, ever, why they always want to look like they're wearing suits. I feel like if you don't want to be noticed, wear something completely conspicuous. Like, you know, like you know, you see people all over the place wearing, like, just hoodie and jeans or something like that. Well, like you, I wouldn't think twice about seeing, like, three people wearing, like jeans and hoodies well like, and what's really funny too because one of the stories it was his early episodes like season one or season two where uh, it was a hunter who said he was up in like a, a deer blind and he saw them and like in suits in the middle of like in the woods in the woods so yeah it's kind of one of those things where like and you guys kind of stand out yeah like seriously like we're some cami i would not have seen you <laughs> camo suits yeah but no no it's funny because i that was my favorite story because his whole thing is because I don't know what it is, but, like, Missing 411 also... Didn't his, like, when he woke up, he was, like, at the bottom of the tree yes, or something? Yes, like, he was in his... somebody moved him. Yeah, he was at the... He was up in the tree, and he saw them, and he blinked. Basically, it felt like a blink, and he kind of woke up, and he was at the bottom of the tree. Like, I can't remember if he said he was sitting or standing, and he was just, like... And it was, like, twilight, and he's like, I'm getting out of here. And he left everything. And the next day, he actually asked a friend, like, hey, can you can you um, come out with me? And the thing is, is I watched that Missing 411, Missing Hunters, and I don't know why, but it just freaks me out more because these, I've never hunted. But I've known when I grew up in small town, I know people who have hunted. I know what precautions they take. I know how serious they take. So like when they're saying like this guy, and I apologize, I'm sharing this story and I, I, hopefully if that person ever hears this is, total respect because the story like really affected me too because to this day I must have listened to it about four years ago but the thing that really got me was he described how he was hunting and he you know there's birds and there's scuttles in the in the forest and literally everything he said went quiet like a weird eerie quiet that doesn't happen when you're hunting I guess and it's like you know, there's really not many places in the natural world that are completely silent. Well, and it's, I think, it, and again, I'm not a hunter, so I don't know, but I think it's like one of those things where when animals sense a predator, they go quiet. And so it's kind of like why you sit there so long, because you want them to get used to you and stuff and the smell and everything like that. But it was so quiet, like they sensed something was coming, and then he sees those three men, and then like, he's almost fast forward to like twilight and like to me that i remember that scared me i listened to that at work and i talked to my my co-worker joanna about it and she thought another one was scary but like i was telling her like that one was the one that messed me up because i was like oh my god that was so scary yeah that would have freaked me out i was waking up at the bottom of the tree i'm like did they put me here or did i come down here myself i know and hey if that person is listening to this podcast because you know you never know like, I would love to hear some more. Eat off my personal time. Yeah, like, what, what happened to all that missing time? Anyway, but, okay. We, we'll do we our have, shout outs. We'll do the shout out. We'll end this episode. But, like, seriously, 
if you guys experience that, please, 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 even if you don't want me to read it on the podcast, I just love reading them. Everyone tells me they're surprised that I don't spend more time on Reddit. We, we get very excited when we yeah. see Instagram messages directed towards oh us. Oh my it's gosh. Like, when it's not like promote it on blank blank. Promote it on blank blank. It's like, no, that's cool. Okay, shout out is to the UK this week. Ooh. We are, and I apologize if I say this wrong. Cheshire. Cheshire. Of Westchester. No, no. Oh, I got it wrong. Oh, shoot. Was it Cheshire West? I just wrote down Cheshire. Yeah, it's Cheshire of Westchester. No, okay, hold on. Where's my phone? Because I just wrote down Cheshire and Chester. Right now, the UK is all like, well... Go blimey, Leslie. You got our names wrong, you did. (laughs) And now they're really upset with your invitation. (laughs) I can't believe, like, I... Did I write it down wrong? Okay, so shout out... Hold on. Trying to tell me no Brits ever said cold blimey. Oh, I got it wrong. Okay, yes, you're right, Jay. It is Cheshire West and Chester. There we go. That's the shout out. So sorry. Please forgive us. I was so worried about saying like the name right that I said I totally forgot a word. I even read West down. I wonder if it's like here where it's like there's a west and east and so like they're all like no, oh you're talking about us and then we say west they're all like oh they're uh, talking about the westies. It's like and an entire country says stop listening to us. I know our downloads just go like kaput from them. Like ooh, ooh that's sorry. 40, that's 40 downloads we're not going to be seeing anytime soon. <laughs> okay so shout out to them. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you guys listening in on us. Yes. Listening in. <laughs> okay that makes it sound Think creepy. Of eavesdropping on our conversations. That's actually I love it when uh, um, a podcast is like that where they you can tell sometimes they must have forgotten that they're talking because they just go off and you're like oh oh okay let's get back to the podcast. We like start the podcast like we were actually having like this normal conversation and then turn around and go, oh, hi. Didn't see you guys there. Okay, now we're just like Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, no, we're way better than that. <laughs> okay, well, take us home. This has been another successful and exciting episode of Legends in the Dark. My name is Jay. I'm Leslie. And as always, we are your purveyors of the paranormal, your curators of the creepy you happen to see a cloud of green fog rolling in stay the hell inside (laughs) stay away and good Good night. night